Hello, I'm Red. And I'm Tiff. And we're, and we're the, the Fashion, fashion geeks. geeks. Trying to make New York. And the world. Well, New York is the world. A little flyer, one outfit. And podcast. At a time. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Or first time, welcome to the ride. I'm Reg. And I'm Tiff. And we are the New York Fashion Geeks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we're happy to be doing this uh, for yet another episode. Absolutely. Uh, what have you been doing lately? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, I've been dealing with clients. So a little bit about myself. I'm the creator of New York Fashion Geek. It's a fashion consultancy here in New York City. Essentially, what we do is take clients, uh, particularly male clients, but we can deal with ladies as well, and help them change or improve their look. We start from closet inventory all the way down to personal shopping and everything in between. And this is New York Fashion Week, so I'm on my grind. Mm, Very exciting. Very exciting. Thank you. Uh, So besides doing all of that, um, with you, helping you, with the podcast, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm also You're the creator of the podcast. I'm me. also a, uh, an ex costume designer, so I bring a little bit of uh, history of fashion and a little bit of um, uh, design approach to whatever we're talking about, fashion wise. Like I like to talk about fabric a lot. You do. Um, I like to touch fabric, as you know. Yes. Uh, and speaking of touching fabric, get off oh, my jacket, too. My, oh, <laughs> it's embarrassing. If I was blindfolded, I bet I could tell, you know, just Oh, I don't touch. doubt that. No, your skill is your skill. Yeah. I don't have that uh, I, I skill. Like, like, like that. And I like, to, I like to see how, you know, fashion fits um, the form of fashion. So that's what I'm bringing to the podcast. So, And, you know, to your business per se, shall we say. Um, so speaking of fabrics, as I was trying to lead in before, we had to talk about a recent... Experience. Oh boy! Uh, uh, that you had, Reg. <laughs> that that you absolutely kindly brought me in on. Oh, of course. I mean, you're you're my partner. You're my ride or die. So yeah. I, I can't do this without you. It's because of you that I'm doing this. Oh, thanks, Shucks. We sweet. went to Reeves. Reeves bespoke. But after, what did you do first? You got to start at the beginning. What? You went to a sample sale. Okay. Yes. Sample sales are fun. We got to let the guys out there know. The everyday man has to know there are sample sales that you can get really, really nice stuff at at a very, very good price. Yes, I mean that's. I mean that's part of my service. Right. Is when we're. Oh, did I give away a secret? No, 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 no. Okay. no absolutely. Matter of fact, at the podcast premiere party, we have the NYFG postcards. Debut. Debut. So, so that everybody could take one. Absolutely. Glossy, glossy. And it reads on there, sample sales. So And they are fun. They so are much fun. fun. They are fun. So to me, they're not really like they were when I was growing up. I want to actually, I'd like to, it's funny you mentioned that topic. I'd like to give a very special shout out. To a dear past friend of mine. Her name is Ina Samuels. When I went to NYU, when I went to Stern, she was a transfer from FIT. And she was a force. Personality, fashion, style. She was a beautiful human being. 
and she introduced, she was older than me, and she introduced a young Reginald Ferguson to his very first sample sale. Wow. That sample sale was Willie Smith, Willie Ware. The provider of the sample sale is still in the game to this day, Soifer Haskin. I just want to give her so much love because she's no longer here. And this may sound funny, it may sound odd, but when I found out, I was so crushed because she was such a beautiful spirit. She was such a great person. Could I have learned about a sample sale and what it was eventually? Absolutely. But that doesn't matter because I learned it from her. Mm. And when I found out, oddly enough, it was during a Brooks Brothers sample sale. Uh, big shout out to Caustic Man on Insta. Because, you know, that's your that's your temple. And I went and bought a pair of blue suede Italian loafers. Wow. In tribute to her. Because I would never would have... I wouldn't have this business if it wasn't for Ina Samuels. So, big shout out, Ina, and to the Samuels family. I have so much love for you guys. I'm so sorry for your loss. So... Mr. Reeves had a sample sale, and I knew about it. And, yes, when you are my client, if you are in town or I know what your look is, and it is a brand that has a sample sale, we're going to go. Woohoo! Because that's, that's part of the service. And if you can get something at bare minimum 75% off, that's a deal. That is definitely a deal. Absolutely. So I heard on the I heard it through the grapevine that David Reeves of Reeves Bespoke had a deal at his atelier over in Union Square. I rolled up in there. Very nice gentleman, really cool, very down to earth. And he had a rod full of stuff. I came in with another gentleman. He thought we were together, but we weren't. He thought we were bloggers, we're not. Just and podcasters. Just, just fashion consultants, that's, just, that's just right. fashion geeks. So I was checking out the stuff, some suits and sport jackets. You know, I'm, I'm in the suit game and I spied one. <laughs> it was a dark green mohair suit. What? Three piece. Yes. And three piece, not only three piece. But a collar. Yes. A lapel the, to a the vest. vest. On the, uh, which mm, is not mm. my steez. I want to really be honest. I'm not, I've always been kind of wah-wah about that. Because I'm like, eh. It's so very English. Right. It's so very English. But I also feel, looking how I look, I just, yeah, I just feel like I was a king of comedy or something. I just, I'm like, eh. <laughs> eh. But he loved when I put his stuff on. And he was like, oh, Mike, Mike, oh, you, you look great. Oh, my God, you sound just like him. Oh, that's very <laughs> kind. I'm sorry, people in the U.K., I know you guys are out to get me based on that impression. But we started clicking. And to me, ultimately, this is a collabo because I'm really hoping he's going to come down to do the podcast one day when we open up another topic to the show. And we did a fitting. And it wasn't quite there, and that's fine, because essentially this is a sample piece. He was reviewing the history he had almost forgotten about because he had made that piece, I think, quite a while ago. And I was like, yo, we, we, if we're going to do this, we need some help. 
He was like, no, right, right, right. So he was like, stand there. And the great thing now, and Tiffany, you really should speak about this because I, I cannot sew, ladies and gentlemen. I am very good at, at creating a look, putting things together, telling you what's right, what isn't right, what fits right, what fits improperly, standards, rules of the road. But I don't know anything about a pattern. I don't know anything about a stitch. I don't have that skill. So you can't have everything. But that's why I'm here. Exactly. Because that's, that's your game. Right. So the funny thing was is that now, as opposed to doing chalk or even pins, he's taking photos. Yes. He do- Essentially. He, he, did, does- he did some pinning. So let me, I don't want to, because this gentleman, I want to talk a little bit about, more about David Reeves. Savile Row trained from the age of 19. Worked at Jeeves and Hawks. I forgot who else. I think Richard Anderson. Um, I can't remember. He did say. Yeah, but definitely stuff. You can absolutely find it on his yeah. side. Yeah, yeah. You, can, you can find him on the, on the Insta. You can find him online. It's, I think, Reeves-NYC.com. But he comes by this humbly. And he considers himself the only Savile Row style in New York City. So that makes him unique. Uh, yes. So we did a fitting and then came back to try it on. And I was like, well, I need a woman's eyes. So Tiff rolled up into the spot. Tiff, take it from here. What'd you see? <laughs> <laughs> I saw Reg in a green suit. No, it was uh, it was stunning. The fabric, first of all, uh, mohair. mohair. So for the everyday man, mohair may not be a common fabric. So I'm not the everyday man. No, and but I want to explain what mohair is. It's a it's a fiber from the angora goat, right. and it's uh, it's either because uh, angora wool comes from the rabbit. Yes, exactly, and it's two totally different fibers, and um, it's uh, it's. Normally used along with silk um, or cotton. Um, it's a very strong fiber, and it's got a sheen to it. It's beautiful. And uh, it was it, it was just a gorgeous fabric. And the color green was, um, it, it, I can't say olive, but it, 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 but it did have that sort of olive look to it. And it was just a nicely fitted fabric. It, it looked as if it was made for you. And let's talk on that because it's bespoke. And right. for the everyday man, what does bespoke mean? Bespoke means the measurements were taken and a pattern is drawn to your specifications. Right. Versus MTM, which is made to measure. Right. This is created solely for you. A pattern is created solely for right. you. So when you're one of my clients, the one thing we're going to talk about is your price point. Regardless of your look, but if we're talking about your look via a suit or a sport jacket, based on your price point, I'm going to know where to take you. And if you're balling out of control, <laughs> you're doing bespoke. Yes, yes. But what this is astounding is that was that is a bespoke suit that you tried on. And yes. It fit you so nicely. And I know I Thank got you. there after a little tailoring was done in the back end. Yeah, and, and uh, we, we're still doing another round. Yeah, so it's well, not perfect. he said that sometimes it could take up to five different sessions Correct. of fittings, which I found astounding because I've never fitted anyone five times. I mean, there mm. have been times in my past costuming that it's been <laughs> close to it, but it, it just shows 
the attention to detail. It, it, it shows his desire to get it absolutely perfectly right. And that's what I saw as well as he was pinning your, your arm's eye in the back and, you know, looking at the side seam difference from one side to the other and realizing, you know, what he needed to do. It was, uh, you know, it was like, okay, I got it, I got it. And, yeah, taking the picture in this day and age, he commented on how it's so easy now with the cell phones that he could do that because back in the day, mm. before cell phones, yeah, you chalked it or you pinned it, and then you had to sort of remember, okay, what does this pin mean? And you take a little note as you're pinning, and, and it just sort of had to visualize it in your mind. And good tailors had no problems, have no problems doing that. And a lot of tailors of this very day still do it that way. Sure. So uh, it was... Uh, yeah, it was the process of it was what was most fascinating to me. Besides how good you looked in that suit. It oh, looked thank you. You're too kind. I cannot say it enough as if it was made for you. He loves me in his items. We tried a whole bunch of items. And I'm just hoping we just continue with a collab. <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice. Very nice. Maybe next time you can get that Chesterfield coat you were looking at. Oh, yeah, yeah. I need a Chesterfield coat like I need a hole in my head. But big shout out to Reeves. Looking forward to uh, we'll give you guys an update at the next fitting. Um, and as you stated before, you know, it's fashion show still week and we've got some more fashion events. Week. Yes. Uh, fashion week. Still events going and we'll be commenting on those in, in other episodes, too. Um, as invitations roll in. Oh, you're too kind. I hope so. I think yeah. I got two. I think so, too. And our podcast party. We have to talk about that. But we're going to give details after the fact. So we'll uh, um, a, just an elegant, small gathering. Yeah, just it's going to be celebrate, and slick. Just to celebrate us doing this. Yeah. Now, props to you for selecting the venue, the, the M Bar at the Mansfield oh. Hotel, 12 West 44th Street, 530 on. Come and on join and us. On. Be there. I'm going to be fly. We're both going to be fly. Absolutely. I'm going to be I'm going to be dressed kind of sort of like uh one of my fashion heroes. Oh. What a wonderful segue, Tiff. <laughs> Thanks. Who is the fashion hero of the day? Fashion fashion hero. Fashion, fashion hero, hero yeah. of the day is <laughs> It's word of the day amalgam there, sorry. Like yeah. That. Who's your uh, fashion hero? Too? Audrey Hepburn. Whoa. Bam. Yes. You just came in and had a grand slam home run. Ah, man. She she changed my world as far as what I grew up wearing, uh, my life. You can look in the pictures of me growing up before Audrey and after Audrey. Really? And it all happened because of my mother. It all happened because of the movies. Uh, my mother was a, a big movie person. So, Love movies. Yeah, whenever movies came out on TV, uh, we we watched them, the classics. Oh, uh, all right. You know, as well as the the current. But at, at this point, for you know me growing up in the in the eighties, when I really started getting into fashion, the early eighties, um, Audrey Hepburn movies were classics. Sure. And of course, the one that was most classic that I absolutely am most in love with is Breakfast at Tiffany's. Of Holly course. Holly Go Lightly. Because of my name. My name's Tiffany, and, you know, so I'm like, I have to check this out. And just her character, and I, and I know it's her character and not necessarily her, but she absolutely took the fashion from all of her films and um, and made it her own. I, I read one article how she even, uh, when working with the costume designer for Roman Holiday, 
she sent a message back to the costume designer. I can't remember the name of the Edith woman. Head. Edith Head is the costume designer for go. Roman Holiday. Dang, Reg, you were so good. But she I sent her movies. a message with this dress, the one that she's wearing in the scene where she's eating ice cream on steps. She wanted to use a, a wider belt and a higher collar, higher neck and, and collar. And I tell you, that's exactly what Edith Head did. And it was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Um, what I love most about Audrey Hepburn and what I incorporate into my uh, closet to this very day are the... A-line? Uh, uh, I love the A-line as far as dresses go, but the, sh- the, the flats. Oh, the, shoes, the flats the with flats. the black pants, with the yes. socks. with the. You know, there's a story about that. I don't know what movie that is, and I'm sure you do and your mama. But uh-huh. the the movie, you know, she's dancing. You know, the, that whole setup, that, that whole kit that you yes. just described. I can't remember the details, but she argued about the color of the socks with the director. No, I did not know that. Yes, and the director was like, no, your color choice is wrong. Please use these color socks. Wow. And she relented, and at the end, she came back to him and acknowledged. She was like, you were right. I don't know if you... Because it popped more. Can you, can you uh, picture that... In your brain, picture that. I wish I had it on my phone. That picture of her dancing in that scene, wearing that outfit with the white socks. Yeah, I, I know it, it vaguely. Made me think of Michael Jackson. Because oh. Michael Jackson would wear the white socks. Yeah. The white glitter socks. Or sure. The, or sometimes yeah. Motown 25. Sometimes color. So Lost my mind. I was like, wow. That enduring, enduring fashion. You know, right, classic. Oh well, you know it's the whole argument style versus fashion, right? So, and she also wore that was uh, something that I absolutely loved. Um, besides the A line and the flats and the the pants, the kind of sort of she didn't just wear the pencil pants, but you know right. that was also no. I mean, she did she did whatever she wanted. I mean, first of all, she was petite. Yes. So which, when, you, when you're petite, you can do anything you want. Yes, you can. You are my a fashion late, designer's dream. My late grandmother was petite. Yeah. We've been going through stuff in the house, and a friend of mine was like, wow. you know, my, She was thin. She was tall, yeah. but she was thin. I so. used to be very, very petite, and that's why I really loved this fashion, because it looked good on shorter, petite-framed women, This mm. all of this stuff. Uh, but another thing that's notable, uh, the boat collar. So she really brought the boat collar to a forefront. I can't wear it. It doesn't really quite work on me. But it's so stunning the way it accents a woman's neck. Heck, I have one as a guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sailor look going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The French sailor. There we go. J. Crew. Because that's Shout when out. it looks good. But that's, uh, yeah, she, and I, to this very day, most of my stuff is very uh, simple. So her designs, you know, the things that she liked to wear were very simple. She, you know, she didn't go crazy with accessories. She didn't go crazy with patterns. She just simply dressed and very casual. And when she was casual and elegant, she was elegant, simple elegance. And I actually, that's the term I use for my wedding was simple elegance. That's what I wanted. And my dress kind of, sort of, kind of fell in that kind of sort of Audrey Hepburn look. Nice. Yeah. One thing I, I just want to say, because, I mean, this is, this is really your, your floor, because this is your hero, it's not mine, is it, we, we can't have this conversation and ignore the collaboration between she and Givenchy. Mm. So, you know, we mentioned this Edith Head thing. Even, even about that movie, 
there's a lot of controversy there because really those were Givenchy's designs. Really? Yeah, absolutely. You could look it up. There's no question about this. I and mean, she also worked with the House of Chanel as well. Coco I don't Chanel. know so much about the collab with Chanel, but I am here to tell you her de facto designer du jour was always Givenchy nice. from the beginning to the end. So I have found my designer then. Givenchy, the late Givenchy, who just who just passed this year. So look to the vintage stuff because that's what I would probably go for. Uh, Audrey Hepburn was was his muse. So uh, so got to know that. I do it's now. <laughs> thank you, fashion geek. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> no, this is great. This is great. It, you know, it should always. It, we should have alterations. It's not all. It's not all about mine. So it's great to hear about this. And clearly, you know, she's iconic. You know, she she conjures up these images. But this is great. I mean, I'm literally seeing your face, like yeah. you know, you're rosy. I get all yeah, blushy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, that's great because that's what this that's what this segment is about, y'all. So when you have one, hit us up at podcast at NY Fashion Geek because we want to know yours. We want to know who makes your cheeks rosy. We want to know who makes you excited, because that's important. That's what's up. Because your fashion, your fashion hero might be one of ours as well, right? Or too. not. So we want to we want to learn. We want to learn from you. So uh, moving on um, with Audrey Hepburn, she had a lot of uh, I must have it items. Yes, she did. A line pearls, flats, cigarette holder, flats, flats. The flat shoes. You cannot think about it. <laughs> I mean, you can't and, say it enough. Right. The flat shoes. And I mean, really, let's just, let's just be I don't honest. Wear, style. And I don't wear a lot of <laughs> heels, so I thank her for that. I thank her a lot. Um, but let's get back to men's fashion. And let's get back to men's uh, items, fashion items, that must be had, Reg, for our next segment. <laughs> must have it item of the day is Chelsea boots. Yes. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I'm geeking out about this because it is <laughs> so historically there's me. Hello. You know, my thing is the history of fashion and then costume and, and, and the Chelsea boot goes all the way back to the Victorian era. Yes. And it, it hasn't really changed much since. No. Then. So, uh, so the, the first Vulcan, thing, vulcanized rubber. Yeah, the first thing <laughs> they breathe. They don't breathe really, but <laughs> but they do certainly do look slick. And and what they are is a it's a slip on boot. Yes, it's a slip on boot with uh, two gussets, one on each side, that are elasticized. And the history of this is completely fascinating, and it, it, it's all practical. Um, in in the day of Queen Victoria, she was a, a huge uh, rider of horses. And she wanted a, a boot without laces because her laces mm. kept getting caught in the stirrups. Oh, functionality. So, functionality. Here we go. So um, the maker of the uh, Chelsea boot, Jay Sparks Hall, created the Chelsea boot um, so that she could slip in and out of the stirrups without any anything catching. And that's the, you know, if you look on the elastic Inset on yes. the gussets, you can see the the interlocking stirrups. That's where the logo comes from, because they were made a boot to go in and out of stirrups. Oh. So the 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 logo looks like this. I'll show you. It's one stirrup, and then a little right next to it, overlaid, is another stirrup. 
Look at that. So that's in uh that's on all the boots. I just happened to come across that. I didn't know that ahead of time, just to let you know. That's very slick. <laughs> that's where my fashion on the fly. That's where my fashion geekitude comes in. I, I research. I do things. So uh that's the history. So and it's very practical back in the day. So let's talk about uh why it is a must have item for today. For today's everyday man. Because style means differentiation. And you can you can slice your boots so many different ways. You could have a Tim. You could have a Fry. What I like about the Chelsea boot, and I have two. Yeah, of course two you pairs, do. Black and brown. Mine, the staples. Yeah, that what you hit it on the head. When I'm with a client, I think what's really important is, as I like to say, think of me as a personal trainer for fashion. I love that. So the more time you invest with me, the deeper your wardrobe's going to be. And the more in shape, fashion-wise, you're going to be. Absolutely. Right? Because we want play you, we in want shape. You, yeah, we want you to be cock diesel in fashion. Be what? Cock diesel. Search knows. <laughs> so that's why he nodded his head. That's all right, Tiff. We'll give you notes later. Thank you. But, appreciate that. So Catch me up. We want, we want you to be prepared for every situation. From a fashion standpoint, from a style standpoint. So I feel it's required. It's required footwear. It's a slimming boot. I don't care what your width is, particularly if you have black, because black is a slimming color. When I was growing up, I saw the Beatles with them, so we called them Beetle Boots. And that's actually a name. Uh, I mean, they were called Beetle Boots because yes. the, the Beatles requested... Back, back that they customize it with a Cuban heel, which is a little higher stacked heel, stacked. and a pointier toe. And that's when that line was called the Beatles, the Beatles, the Beetle Boot. Gotcha. So that's when it went from Chelsea to the Beetle Boot. Gotcha. So, you know, growing up, I saw them. I remember talking to one of my sisters about them, and she was like, yeah, you need to get some. So I want to give a big shout-out to Lenore Washington, she was the one who made me get them. <laughs> Thanks, Lenore. Absolutely. No, but she's always been my ace for stuff like that. And I'm going to go back in time. I bought both my pairs, which I still have, at Otto Tootsie Plowhound. Oh, my God. Really? On West Broadway, yes. I remember that place. On a tax-free Saturday. Oh, I got to love the tax-free Saturdays. <laughs> going back in time. Wow. How long, ago was, how, how long ago was that? Was that Cuomo era? I think that was the original Cuomo era administration. And, and you, of course, still have them. I still have them. Still my black them. ones My black ones need some TLC from the Leather Spa. Big shout out to the Leather Spa. I need to go there particularly for one boot versus the whole pair of the black ones. And another shout out to Alfred Sargent. My, mine are made by Alfred Sargent. Okay. Back in the UK, classic, classic shoe brand. Been around since 1899. Nice. North Not your pair, of course. No, no. Just no. want to make sure yeah. make that make sure that's uh, clear. Yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, you do go way back, Reg, but I not do, that far back. No, not that far. <laughs> they're from, they're a little old shop in Northamptonshire. I love that, that you know that. So, uh, yeah. But I... You got your geekitude on, too, doing a little research. No, I don't. <laughs> but, and, and mine, have, uh, mine are day-night 
day night uh, day night souls and that means and uh no it's just it's just a classic manufacturer that makes a very dur- uh, durable soul okay um and i've never replaced the soul the rep- the soul has never been replaced holy cow really yeah seriously so this this is an investment a very nice investment as well Something absolutely no never goes out of style no it's a classic you hit on something a previous episode when you were talking about the Jacks when I was talking, well, we were talking about the Jacks Bay messenger bag. You're like, well, if you keep it for four or five years, and I was like, what? No, the bare minimum for everything is ten years. Okay, I mean, not everything. Like a shirt's not going to last you ten years, being a dress shirt. But as Reeves had mentioned, even so, if right. you get four or five years out of a dress shirt, you're blessed. Which means you need a rotation, gentlemen. Mm. The more shirts you have, then you mitigate the damage. So that's why you need to have at least 20 dress shirts. Don't freak out. <laughs> Michael, stop listening now. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just keeping it real. Ask my husband. If you have a rotation, you're going to mitigate damage. So, And it makes total sense, absolutely. Because dry cleaning is rough on fabric. Right, right. And you only dry clean if you have a painfully obvious stain. Uh, that's or another if you t- smell. You that's must an- dry yes. clean. But that's another smell. tip, man. You have a suit, you have a sport jacket, you have slacks. Don't just take it in. Oh, I'm going to take it in weekly, monthly. No, 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 no. no. You take it in when it's dirty. When it's dirty, that's when you take it in. Because the chemicals from the process will beat down your fabric. Mm -hmm. And it would also affect the way it looks, too, with that, you know, it it takes any kind of, eventually any fabric with any kind of sheen, any really nice fabric, it's going to lose its sheen over time from the chemicals. So, exactly. Yeah, that's our little care care consultation. Absolutely, absolutely. That's what, that, that's, that's a what, little that's free what, tidbit right there. Absolutely, no, no. Well, listen, our consultations are free, so you know, take that, take that, and run with it, and, and run can, o- and run over to your instant. Hit me up on the DM so we could so we could really do some business. And that's exactly what I was going to say. New York Fashion Geek on Instagram. Um, so I think it's time for us to move on to our, uh, final segment of the program, which is called fashion word of the day. Fashion word 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 of the day. day. Uh Uh-oh. So are you ready? Yes, I am. I got a good one, too. You're, you're looking like you got a... So what this segment is, is we both bring a word, <laughs> a fashion word, and we try to challenge each other with, uh, do you know this word? Um, and uh, I always like this because this is fun. So um, You like it because you want me to spell. I do. I like spelling. Ridiculous. I think spelling is fun. And it also helps the listeners to, you know, to, to Google what we're talking about. That's fine. That's fair. In case, in case they want to research it a little bit further. Um, so... Who wants to go first? Do you want to go first? I'll go first. Okay. You want to give me give me the fashion word of the day? <laughs> I'm glad we will, Tiffany. Collar stay. Did you say collar stay? Yes, I did, Tiff. Oh, my goodness. You were reading my mind for an episode <laughs> subject. <laughs> okay. The collar stay. I'm glad we are really in sync as co-hosts. That's important. So the collar stay, I'm going to define it first. Yeah, you got it. The collar stay is a very important fashion item that a lot of men don't keep. They they toss them. And basically what True. that is is a little sliver of plastic that's inserted into this tiny little pocket that most guys don't know exists under the collar points of your shirts. Did I get it? Bang! Yeah. But it doesn't have to be plastic. It could be metal. 
because oh, I had metal ones. Oh, that's right. That's true. The metal yes. ones. It's just material, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's spelled C-O-L-L-A-R <laughs> space stay, S-T-A-Y. Yes. Collar stay. And it And it's, an, it's one of those words that it, 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 the word is what it is. There's, a, there's a, a grammar thing about that where the word says what it is. So it doesn't have to be that much defined. So, Reg, how many, you have a collar stay in every single one of your collars? Absolutely. Every dress shirt has a collar stay. I mean, that's required. So I, I don't understand why sometimes uh, men will take them out. I think men will take them out as a fashion choice. Yeah. You know, maybe they want their points to not be as rigid. And that's fine. And that's fair. Like if you're wearing a shirt without a tie, you're going to go casual. But would you wear a shirt with collar stays without a tie? Absolutely. You can to, do that? To me, the rigidity of the points is extremely important. And you keep the collar stays in without that tie, or you want to absolutely. Rel- you're, you've got a more relaxed fit without the tie, so why not take the collar stays out to relax the points of the collar? Teach his own. I'm about rigidity. Mm. So, so basically, you can do so. in this department. You can do whatever you want, whatever you're feeling, right? Yes, but I, I feel I'm all about rules and standards, and obviously, rules and standards are made to be broken and altered. There's no question about that. But I'm an old school cat. I always acknowledge that. So. Collar stays are to keep the points of the shirt rigid, pristine, uniform. I like that. If it has it, there's going to be a pair of them in there. It's just that simple. You have other shirts in which you don't need that. A button-down collar, for example. Because so, it stays because it's buttoned. Exactly. <laughs> you got it. Look, at, look how that worked. All right. Are you ready for mine? Yes. Okay. So uh, I'm going to, my word sort of goes back to the beginning of the episode when we talked about uh, our, our, our time at David Reeves. Sure. David Reeves, Reeves Bespoke. Reeves Bespoke. Working on your suit. And um, my term is, uh, has something to do with the fit. And the term is balance. Balance? Balance. Balance. Like a balance beam. Like a balance beam, but okay. nothing like a balance beam. Right, there beam. you go again with right, <laughs> these words with, with multiple definitions. I like to do it that way. You got me again. I know how to spell it. All right, you can spell it. I'll give you props. B-A-L-A-N-C-E, mom. Okay, very good, Reg. Balance. <laughs> Very good. So what the balance is, and I even said this to you when I was uh, when I was looking at you. Yes, you Do you, you did. remember that? Yes, you did. Can you remember now what I said it was? Well, you were talking about the balance of, of the jacket and my shoulders. Correct. Yeah. So what the balance is, it's basically, it's um, uh, what this definition says, it's the scale on which the success of a finished coat is measured. Mm. So the length at the front and the length at the back of the jacket should be parallel. So if it's not, then there's a problem with the fit in the shoulder. Oh. So that's when you look at a really nice coat, uh, a suit coat or any kind of jacket that you're wearing. You don't want the back to be high or the front to be high because then it's not fitted properly. So Understood. you want the balance of the jacket to be oh, parallel. Oh, very nice. Yeah. So you learn see? something new every day. Yes, yes, yes. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. 
Well, uh, to be honest with you, I knew about it in, in, in my design and making these things, but uh, I had to look up the word. So I had to, to remember what the word was. And it makes sense that balance, it's balanced. If you think about it, it's another, it's another one of those words that says what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we know and no one's had the battle. Boom. And that's a wrap. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We hope you had fun and down for another one. Please tell your friends about us. Special shout out goes to our producer search and everyone down with NYFG. Also want to give some love to Reeves Bespoke. Oh, my yes. man, David Reeves. Very he nice. actually he actually called me today because he put my number in his phone. So he accidentally called me. And I picked nice. up and I was like, he was like, oh, oh, no, I was just uh, saving. <laughs> <laughs> so we also want to thank, uh, once again, Erwin at Bar for helping to make our podcast gathering uh, extra special. Um, thank you all again for tuning in. Please keep Keep tuning in. We got another episode coming after this one. One a week we're doing. Um, check us out on Instagram, New York Fashion Geek. You're going to see some beautiful photos that uh, that we took of Reg in his suit, his new bespoke suit. Um, also, if you have any suggestions, any thoughts, uh, please email us, podcast at newyorkfashiongeek.com, podcast, one word, at New York, I'm NY. sorry, NY, fashiongeek.com. Uh, and if you're, like you heard us talk about it, if you're looking for some help with your closet or, or shopping, give, uh, give Reg a, a ring-a-ding. Or, yeah, uh, DM me a, a ring-a-ding. Did you just say a, ring-a-ding? A, a ring-a-ding. Wow. <laughs> One ring-a-dingy. Wow. Well, we've just lost the millennials. Thanks, Tiff. Always please, bringing it back old school. Please, uh, please DM me on the Insta for a fashion consultation. Be my pleasure. I'm Reg. And I'm Tiff. See you next time. And remember, always always be be fly. fly.